This is the American Artson Podcast, where our goal is to spark creativity. Whether you're a musician, an artist, a writer, or an entrepreneur, we're here to provide you with tools, tips, and insight from professionals and creatives that you can use to inform and inspire your own journey. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the American Arson Podcast. And today we have Justin with us from Weathered. They just released their most recent album, Everything All at Once, on Face Down Records. Yeah, it's uh, you get to hear some some cool stories, including uh, one that is has a song written about it uh, on the album that may involve a journey through a wilderness uh, <laughs> that Justin took that became quite eventful. Um, so you want to hang out for that um, afterwards uh, or anytime while you're watching uh, this on YouTube. If you're watching it on YouTube, head right below the video to check out links to their socials as well as ours. But also, if you could hit that like and subscribe buttons. Uh, that really helps us know what what content you guys are liking, uh, which videos you're watching, and it also helps us uh, develop more features so we can push this content to you guys as quickly as possible. Um, we're also uh, going to be releasing a few more episodes and, and, and constantly recording uh, these as we can in the future. So let us know in the comments to who you want to see come on uh, and chat with us, any artists, musicians, business owners, whoever it is that that you think would be interesting and get a perspective from we'll hit up all right here is our conversation with justin how's it going justin uh it is going well i'm doing fine uh today was kind of a crazy day um normally uh i'd have church uh i'd be playing music at my church uh but i woke up to a text early this morning from my pastor saying that his wife who's uh she's like a covid nurse yeah uh she tested positive like she she pretty much gets goes and gets tested like a couple times a week right uh and she's like an overnight nurse so like i guess when she was leaving her her hospital this morning she got tested and she tested positive and he calls me up right away and he's like like obviously we're not gonna have church because i've been around her a lot right this right week, yeah you know <laughs> uh so the rest of my day was pretty much spent like piecing together uh, a bunch of like uploaded videos from myself and my pastor and like getting it all onto one video and then uploading that and if you guys know anything about like uploading large files to yeah. the internet <laughs> yep. and you know downloading and uploading you know all that stuff like it just took all day and i good feel time. like yeah yeah i mean good time like a lot of just sitting there waiting for the numbers right, to change. Right, just watching a progress you know? bar. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, so yeah, that's that's been my day. Like I just got home from like doing all that, so I'm like, Ugh, what a day. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny because like back when all this started, Jesse and I had been kicking around the idea of of starting a podcast, and one of the things that I told him that I was really interested in exploring was um, just the world of other creative people. So you know, in in any field, we've had photographers, designers, um, we've had a lot of musicians because we know a lot of musicians. Um, but you know, and, and we were, we were ready for this vast and varied dive into all of these crazy and very different creative processes. And then COVID comes along and everybody's process is 
Well, I sat at home today and like uploaded some stuff so that we can stay connected to the rest of the world because that's what it means to be a creative in 2020. <laughs> so I'll realize that I've been at home and haven't left my house for two, three days. And then I'll intentionally get dressed and drive half a mile down the road to go to Target and just walk around <laughs> and putz around for like 15 minutes and be like, I won't even get anything sometimes. I'll just kind of be like, oh, cool. Did something. That was my, trip. <laughs> that was my exercise for the day. You, you've just aged yourself by like 50 years. Like you're not supposed to do that until you're retired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, until you have a good pair of mall walking shoes. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I do. <laughs> So, I mean, I guess this is a natural transition to talk about. And and like I said, it's something that we've talked about with with a lot of people. And it's something that we had to experience ourselves this year. But you just released uh, everything all at once. um, And you had to do that in the middle of a pandemic. So what was that like? And how was it different from um, releasing music, you know, in any other non-2020 year? Like the biggest things that come to mind are just the the absence of touring um the the way we figured it probably like half of our reach as a band half of our ability to reach new listeners to uh reach out to the listeners we have already gained uh all of that is like cut in half um by not being able to tour Mm. um so like like we kind of knew that going in like it was just gonna be uh just less um as far as like numbers go or whatever and like i don't know like our like as far as rolling stuff out you know like uh all that is just somewhat lessened because like you can't be out in front of people you know you can't do that you can't make a big deal out of like touring and you know rolling out some cool dates because you just don't have that ability um it doesn't mean like you have to think about okay, what are like alternative uh, means of reaching new people, and like other bands have been a little more successful at that. Like they've been able to do um, like live stream shows, mm-hmm. uh, you know that yeah. sort of thing. We aren't really able to do that because uh, we live in like three different areas three different right. states yeah yeah you know we're n- and we're not close <laughs> like at all yeah john's is john john's down yeah. in virginia right correct and correct. then you just yeah. moved to missouri that's correct and yep. then the other yep. dudes are minnesota the, yeah so. they both live together in minneapolis so so about yeah. all you have in in common there is um eastern half ish of the united states <laughs> yeah yeah definitely like yeah, I, we might as well be living in totally op- opposite places. Right. It you know like I could drive, but it would take like a full day, pretty much. You know, and flying up there is expensive because mm-hmm. I live in the middle of nowhere. Like there is an airport in Joplin, but I'm pretty sure it closed down because of the pandemic. So like, wow. You know, Jeez. it's just like it's. Uh, I mean, it's fine. I love it, but you know, there's no way for us to it easily meet up. Yeah, like like live streams just aren't really a thing. Like not full band anyway. Yeah. Um, and so besides that, there just isn't like a whole lot a band can do. I don't think. Yeah. I don't know. Like, 
we, we especially even a like us we don't live that far from each other mm -hmm. but like we we toyed around with doing like a live stream and stuff like that when this whole thing you know when that whole trend kind of started mm -hmm. and we uh the more like I, the more we looked into it like we have a guy by us that has like this incredible setup in his basement that could probably pull off a really good uh really like good quality stream but that was more of my hesitation too like we're not like one of those bands like you know one of these massive like chart topping like metal bands or something that can go run out a theater for a night and like yeah. like bring a whole crew and and really produce and and so part of me is like well you know evan you could do like an acoustic thing on camera or like maybe we could do something like that but like it's it's hard because the part of me is like if we're going to do it i want to do it right but yeah. it it's so much of a it's it, it's so much financially and in for bands like you guys because i know you're not the only ones who have members all over the place like it's it, it's time consuming too mm -hmm. yep yeah. yeah yeah sorry good no, I was I was oh, okay. just going to say I was just going to agree with that. Yeah, I mean it, there are a lot of different hurdles to it, you know, and it, it when somebody goes to see a, a live show, uh, you know, it doesn't really matter how big or small your band is. You have a reasonable expectation of being able to sound good. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. it, yeah. it, somebody in, in some super huge band can go and buy an orange amp and I can, I, I have an orange amp too. So like our guitars could sound, you know, just as good as each other's um, if somebody yeah. comes to see us live. But now when you bring in this, this live stream and some of these bands and, and more power to them, they're absolutely crushing it with the bar that they're setting full production and multiple cameras and all those things. Yeah. Um, Just watch that August Burns red Christmas one they did. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm sure. I, I didn't see that, but I'm sure it's crazy. I, but, but yeah, you know, that's something that at that point, like, yeah, we could post up in my garage and, you know, have somebody with their phone <laughs> camera on us or something like that. But yeah, that that standard is difficult to attain for sure. Was is is that um, to know to know in advance that the return isn't going to be the same this time? Was that something you were able to reconcile yourself with before everything all at once came out? Or did you find that kind of coming in waves? Uh, yeah, it's kind of, it was just one of those things where like you had to you, you just had to like you had to reconcile it you had to yeah. force yourself to just be okay with it uh as with pretty much everything else this year you just yeah. had to like well i guess i don't have a job now you know i guess <laughs> i'm gonna yeah. live in my apartment and never come out you know uh but like i think it was it was reassuring to know that like face down also wanted like us to put out the right like we we brought it up lightly like hey do you want us to push back our release or mm -hmm. what do you think? And they're like, no, no, we, okay. we definitely want you to put it out now. And like, you know, yeah, I'm sure that process evolved from them. We were one of the first bands they had to have that conversation with. And at that point, I think there was still a, a question of maybe there could still be some tours this summer. Maybe there could still be some festivals, but you guys, but you, he's an old pro with this now. Cause you guys are like the fourth or so release of the, of the pandemic yeah. time now. And so I think yeah. he's starting to realize like, Hey, you know, as you know, as creators and, and for him as a label, like we can't, we can't stop. And, and you know, people need music right now. They need new stuff. You know, the, the whole world can't just, just stop completely um there's there's still stuff that that needs to get put out there but it is a little bit mm -hmm. uh you know it was a little bit tough on this end of things just kind of seeing how people are going to react to 
to something that you, like you said, you can't go out and support in person. Mm -hmm. Like for us, there was that added uh, hesitation with it coming like right in the middle of the election. Like I think Mm -hmm. we were going to put out two singles before the election. And then I think the Friday after the like initial election date, we were putting out our third single and then a week later or two weeks later was the actual record. Mm-hmm. So I know like a month before that, when we were like getting all the dates like situated, I remember us all talking about like, is this a good idea? <laughs> <laughs> like I, I know the internet's going to be like a crazy place when we're trying to put this out. Like, is this something we should be like, con- not necessarily concerned about, but like, should we be thinking more about this? Uh, right. And then, like, I saw one of my favorite bands, Sea Haven, announced they were putting out their record on the same day as ours. And it was kind of like, wow, somebody else is doing it. Yeah. You know? And, like, yeah, the internet's a, a, you know, a total shitstorm, but, like, whatever. (laughs) You know, uh, like you said, people still need music. it could count it could it could work the other way too everybody's on the internet complaining about the election so so many more eyeballs are on social media <laughs> and they ha- they see those you know new videos or new songs and then they're like oh hey i guess i'll click on this instead of complaining about you know whatever it is yeah <laughs> they're I mean, deciding to complain about that day yeah that was definitely like my mom's response when i <laughs> talked to her about this because i tell her everything she was like yeah i mean this maybe this is what like people need around then uh which mm-hmm. is valid i think I, i'm kind of a i'm a little bit cynical when it comes to like social media like knowing that stuff that makes you angry uh gets more engagement on the internet so yeah. it, our yeah. music isn't necessarily angry yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a little more sad uh than angry so (laughs) i don't know if it works as much but i mean what's done is done like it's out and like yeah uh, you know whatever well there's no playbook for this for any of us and so uh, you know it all is it all really is trial and error and and you know when we can get back out there we will Are, are you guys a band that you know would like, how would you typically have supported a, re- a release like this? Or, or what were you planning on doing had there not been uh, a pandemic? Um, we would have toured pretty extensively around it. I want to say that the, that like 30 days before your release, that all counts towards like first week sales. So like yeah. we would have toured, you know, at least two weeks before then. And then like, the week after just to like get the full push of like first week sales. I know that like first week sales do- doesn't really mean as much as it used to, but yeah. it's still yeah. like, it's like still. one way a band can like really push themselves to like be successful, mm-hmm. I guess is like that whole thing. So yeah, like that, those that's charts and yeah. 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 Uh, and like, yeah, so I guess that's pretty much all we would have done. We would have just toured. Uh, we would have gotten into a, like as many new listeners as possible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, we've been. Yeah. When you got when you guys go out, what? Uh, and, and and we'll talk a little bit about the about the face down thing too, because obviously, a very different band than a lot of the bands on face down. Um, is that something you embrace when you when you go out on the road too? Because we've only ever run into each other at, at festivals, but when you're going out just on like a an album release tour or a 
you know, just a, hey, we're just touring right now. Do you typically try to find bands that are a little bit more in your sort of wheelhouse? Or is that another area where you really kind of embrace the multi-genre madness? That happens to us, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. yeah. Um... I think we're just searching for the best shows possible. Okay. Like that's probably like the number one thing. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. uh, but I, especially like lately, like the DIY scene, DIY touring has been kind of like tough. It's like tough to find a show sometimes. And so you just yeah. take whatever you can get and who wants us to play? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who yeah. will let us play at this point? <laughs> you know, I've, there's been a, more than a few dates and tours that I've like just thrown it out. Hey, anybody got like a, a, a garage we could play in? Anybody got a living room? Mm-hmm. You know, we'll play to anybody. Like I'll play acoustic, whatever. Cause like, uh, there's no sense in being out on the road and having no show to play that day, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, I mean, we're definitely that not opposed sense. to playing with anybody. Like we're, we're a band that could play with almost anybody, you yeah. know, we could definitely tweak our set to, fit in with a heavier show mm-hmm. and we could tweak our set to fit in with a you know a country band show right or something, well we and the cool to. part about yeah. doing that about taking that approach and, and tweaking your set is like you're not compromising anything you're just exploring different areas of your own catalog you know what i mean there's times we do that where like evan will come to me before like you know like after load in and be like hey how about we throw like these songs in here tonight and swap them out for these like we're playing with a a really like heavy we're playing a a show with all hardcore bands so let's play some of our faster like more punk you know songs or like vice versa like if we're playing you know if there's a couple like acoustic artists or more chill bands playing in front of us like maybe we throw some of our 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 softer stuff in there like as opposed to like just having a raging full set so you know there's something for everyone and and it's fun too because like it allows us to like play a little bit of different you know a different set each night keeps things interesting but it's also Mm -hmm. cool at least for me personally there's nothing i think i get more satisfaction when we play a show with like a bunch of bands that would never be grouped in with us like a country show or something like that and their fans come to us and say oh that was sweet like i love you guys i'm like these are people that probably would have never listened to our band (laughs) and they came away like that was sweet so that makes me feel better almost than going to a punk show and people yeah. liking our music because i'm like well duh you like punk music like <laughs> you're you're here yeah yeah no i think there are plenty of people that just appreciate a good just a good set a good tight yeah. set and for a long time i think that was what was appealing about our band is like we had our set that we worked really hard on we tightened it up and we could play it really well um and now now that we have just more songs and more releases under our belt we can kind of pick and choose um we can kind of play to our not so much play to our strengths but like play to the crowd it's like how are we going to win this particular crowd over um you know and like yeah i don't know we we weren't really able to try that as much just because like as soon as we had a ton of new songs we couldn't play anymore shows. <laughs> yeah so yeah that sucks but yeah. uh like like for face down fest that was pretty much the only show that we had to get ready for and 
We're just yeah. like, okay, how? What's the best set we could play to that crowd? Yeah, you know, how That's do we win cool them over? Because yeah, yeah. Well, I think like I listen to a lot of comedy podcasts, like from comedians and stuff, and they'll talk about yep. that too. Like, oh, I, what are some you know, of your favorites? Oh, uh, I really like Tuesdays with Stories. It's like Mark Normand and Joe List. It's like okay. very. Uh, I mean, they cuss a lot. <laughs> you know, it's very like. I, one of my favorites is Theoban. So. <laughs> oh yeah, this, the, I this love Theoban. I love. Dude, he lives on another yeah, yeah. planet from the rest of us. But yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's great. I was just listening to his Santa Claus interview. <laughs> um, I haven't heard that yet, but it's, it, it's... it like just came out like yesterday or something. Okay. Uh, but one of my favorite comedians is Tim Dillon. So he has the Tim Dillon show. So, yeah. That, that's pretty much it. It's like just those yeah. two. I'll listen to like Whitney Cummings here and there. Uh, you know. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Awesome. I don't know. Like, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't really count Joe Rogan as a comedy podcast, <laughs> but he is a comedian who has a podcast. Yeah. I don't, and I don't listen to him like yeah. excessively. It's kind of like anytime he has somebody cool on, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So along yeah. those lines, though, uh, it's interesting because so everything all at once came out and I'm, I get to see a lot of the stuff that goes on in this uh, face down family appreciation club. And for those of you who don't know, um, you should join it. If you, if you like bands it's on face down, it's, it's a Facebook group. It's a face. Um, and, and people in, in that group are, have really been supportive of, of you guys and, and of the album. And so I was sort of under the impression that maybe that was just sort of like a blanket representation of you know how the face down kingdom sort of has accepted weather but i i was just recently listening to your interview um with the hm guys on the black sheet podcast and you were talking about a little bit about how how maybe that isn't the case or maybe there's you know some of like the old school face down metalheads um have not been as as receptive to weathered and and obviously it's a totally different sound than what face down is is used to signing so i figured we had to ask uh, about that you know what's it like being a band like you guys on the label because while we're not a metal band either i think maybe we're our genre is maybe one degree of separation away from what people there are, are used to hearing whereas you guys are, are maybe two or three um mm -hmm. and so i just wanted to kind of get your perspective on that and being you know the person who's experiencing it versus you know from my perspective i'm thinking like Oh, cool. Everybody loves them the, the same way they love for today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I gotta say, like, I, I was this close to messaging the HM guys and asking them to cut that part out. Because, <laughs> like, after after we did like, I kind of reflected on it the next day, and I was like, I'm not sure if that is going to be, if, like, my true truest feelings are going to be represented well. <laughs> you okay. Know, yeah. I, I well, have, here like, you go. Your chance to set the record straight. Yeah, so yeah. go ahead. <laughs> I mean, like, it's it's kind of true. <sighs> I don't know. It's tough. Um, yeah. I mean, I know, I know we can have, like, I sometimes wonder, too, like, when we're on a show with a bunch of heavier bands or something like that, or we're opening, like, we opened for O Sleeper one time, like, the promoter asked us to come open for them, and I was just like, should we really be here right, right now? Right. I was, like, standing there, like, all the bands before us were super hardcore. Rival Choir was there, too. This was in yeah, our pre-Mace down days, so... Like, 
yeah 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 and so i was i just remember thinking like what is anyone like here going to like right <laughs> so are we just gonna kind of get up there and walk off and then oh sleeper like yeah but, like yeah. It, it, so it's i mean I, I i get it like you know to some extent but you know i and i think it's like you can have those feelings and I, I mean as much as you may have like felt like what you expressed like may maybe didn't give off your your true clear feelings i think it's understandable to people I, yeah. like where where you might be would maybe we're coming from yeah i mean i just don't want to appear ungrateful for no. oh, yeah. whatever okay. whatever sport hasn't given us because it like it has been huge you know and i think i said there too like the people that do dig it the people that have been supportive have been very supportive yeah uh it's just like it it's just um there just like aren't enough people <laughs> you know like like it's really just like uh i don't know yeah yeah like well okay and there's there's a few more layers to this too like before we signed face down we were a DIY band for like five years and we okay. built up a pretty big like grassroots following amongst you know like the Midwest DIY scene um mm -hmm. and we were feeling pretty good about that uh and it and I don't know it definitely seems like most of that support has gone away after signing with Face Down. okay and I I suspect it's kind of it's like one of those uh, like implicit things where like like in DIY you want to support fans and like you're gonna do it and then as soon as they get any sort of success like signing with face down they're like oh they don't need my support anymore they made it you mm -hmm. know like they're on a label now yeah. like i don't need people to share think their you stuff. have a record deal that yeah. it means you're 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 famous have you guys yeah, changed yeah. anything from your perspective that you can think of or, or pretty much doing you know living the same doing the same kind of thing you still been playing those local shows and stuff like oh, that oh yeah time. definitely like it's changed a little bit with john moving to virginia yeah. like two years ago like we're unable we're unable to play as many local shows but we definitely do it still mm -hmm. um like even even like a lot of the bands that we've toured with in the past like um unless they're like face down bands or like really really good friends they like don't share our stuff not a huge deal not like trying to sound upset like right. that's not my aim here but like it's noticeable like the you know you notice when all your all your friends all the people that you've met in the last seven years aren't like sharing your stuff it's not so a big deal but like audience, you wonder like why why is this happening like we were we had a good thing going like we had a little bit of momentum yeah you yeah. know like this is what we've built and now we're just relying on like like what who whoever within like the face down circle will like will listen to our band you know and yeah. like that's, that's uh that's super so, yeah, valid yeah. I, I totally understand I that and I, we were we were in the diy scene um you know for a long time as well to a point where i was pretty convinced that we were going to stay diy almost no matter what um, yeah. and I have definitely felt some of that. I'm in a few like DIY tour booking groups, um, definitely felt a little bit of that since, um, since signing, uh, not a lot of tour booking going on right now, obviously, but lots of other things get discussed in there. Uh, and when you bring an opinion from a perspective of somebody who is, is now on a label, um, it's viewed 
a lot differently. Um, and so it could just be, you know, um, one of those kind of things where once you were, you know, you guys were sort of sharing the same circle and now, you know, you've moved in a different direction and maybe people uh, who are in that uh, circle don't feel that same sort of kinship. Like we're all in the same struggle against the man. Uh, right, you right. said but, something there that, that caught my, caught my attention. And like, when you said like that point of people, when you sign a label, people might just think, Oh, they don't need our help anymore. Like that. I know like we, funny enough, we've, we've always had a bigger following pretty much everywhere else we've gone than our hometown. <laughs> like we could go even in the earlier days of our band, like we could go and play shows in Pennsylvania and in yeah. Chicago that had more people at them. than if we just did our own show, like trying to headline a show for, there was a, a period of a few years, a couple of years where we didn't even headline a show back home because it was just, and it's how it was and it wasn't because like it wasn't like a spirit of dislike from the people in the scene here like i never got like people weren't actively didn't like us yeah. but like there just wasn't that active support and then we started to build up a little bit of that we played a couple we did a couple kind of like co-headline shows or like bigger shows where we were later in the lineup here at home and and they sold out and stuff like that um and then we signed and I know like I even get people that tell like that will jokingly that I know through the scene that will jokingly make those comments of like, oh, you guys, you guys are signed now. Like you, you must be like rolling in the dough or like you guys must be killing it. And we're like, well, I mean, it's a big step, but like yeah. I still go to work nine to yeah five every day right <laughs> like, like well, maybe I don't know you, what, you know, I, I just spend most of my time drinking hennessy from a golden chalice now that i'm signed to a record label <laughs> 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 yeah, maybe yeah. that's the first <laughs> that's the perception <laughs> i think that's a very fair point is that like maybe it's not even like a, just a face down thing maybe it is a lot of that mindset from the local scenes around different different markets of like once a band signs they kind of okay they're not one of us anymore <laughs> kind yeah of thing. and right. and then almost not even intentionally but it just kind of they slowly let that band drift away and kind of go and do their thing yeah um which is unfortunate but you know i could i could see how that would happen there are some diy or local scene purists that when a, a band attaches to a label might might not love that but yeah yeah well yeah and i you have to imagine that for a lot of those people they just don't quite get it they don't get that like face sounds cool it's definitely like uh the biggest label that we've ever been in contact with but they're not a huge label by any means yeah. like they're like we always view them as like a stepping stone label for us like that's how you know that's how we move from like just purely diy to like just something bigger like a bigger following yeah. you know this one way of conquering the music industry you know they're still um, independent they're still an independent label started by a dude yeah, who yeah. Was, was in a hardcore band and yeah. and you know so i think maybe some perspective there would would definitely be helpful yeah. for some people but but i know that there are a yeah. lot of people who who really dig the record and um i if if it's cool i wanted to 
dive into, I, and I, I want to ask first because I know um, people have different uh, perspectives on uh, songs and, and whether they want to share meanings or whether they want to leave them up for interpretation. We're actually just talking about this with everything in slow motion. Um, where do you kind of fall in that, I guess, before I throw out a bunch of wasted questions? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not a, I don't draw a hard line anywhere, really. Okay. Like, I think as like, I'm the type of person that will read whatever meaning I want to in any song whether okay. or not like that was the intended meaning whether right. that's been stated explicitly it doesn't really matter i think i think where i do have a problem or not not even a problem just like a you know whatever uh is where like when someone listens to one of our songs and they they assume something about me okay. you know like if, if that makes sense like they yeah. hear a line and they're like oh this person must be this way or they must be this person right. and like there's really no reason for them to think that because like they you can interpret stuff pretty much however you right. want well yeah. and character Especially, writing is a thing people you know write as I, write as or write from a different perspective other than first person all the time so that's yeah. like most of the that's most of our new record so like okay. that's why <laughs> cool. that's a really important thing to like recognize yeah like yeah awesome so. Well, so I have to ask about yeah. the song I Will Not Go, um, because I am somebody who is a, a very avid hiker uh, and absolutely love um, hiking and uh, which is actually I can't you know, I've always loved to be outdoors, but it's not something that I can claim to really have fallen in love with until the pandemic. Um, so it's kind of this this last year I've done more hiking than I've ever done in my life. But I have to ask, is that song at least somewhat literal? Like, did you literally get lost in the woods somewhere? Yeah. Oh yeah. no. <laughs> what oh, what no. happened? <laughs> um so uh yeah, I uh I just drove a couple hours north of the Twin Cities, um, went like hiking on some like state park trail thing. Okay. I think it was like late March, early April ish. Um so it was kinda muddy. Uh I yeah, I went by myself. I was like going on the trail. Uh, and then at some point I must've gotten off the trail, but it was still like a beaten enough path where like, it seemed like it was the trail. And, yeah. uh, yeah. Christian, the bassist, um, he was the one that recommended that trail to me. And so okay. I, all along I was looking for this bridge. Um, cause it was kind of like following this like river type of thing. And I call okay, him up man. and I'm like, Hey, I've been walking for a while and I still haven't come across that bridge. And he's like, Oh, just keep going like you know you'll know right. it when you see it just keep going up the up the river um oh no and yeah like i realize eventually like a few hours in that i'm like super lost like oh, i no. obviously passed the bridge and i have no clue where i'm at um at one point i'm like like because at this point there's really no trail oh so you're just uh, straight up bushwhacking here i'm yeah i'm bushwhacking <laughs> and like there are parts of this terrain where uh it's like a very steep hill and it's all very muddy so i'm like trudging through the mud i'm like falling and stuff and um like uh i've run out of water at this point um and um oh at this time all I had was a flip phone because a few months prior, 
I had gotten mugged and I couldn't afford like a smartphone. So I just had like a flip phone. Um, so, you know, no way to check like where I'm at right, or like right. how to get to a, a road or something. Yeah. So I start walking like the opposite direction of the, the river or Creek, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I knew like eventually I would come across either another trail or road or something. Cause this isn't like that deep into the Minnesota wilderness. I don't think. Um, I keep walking every so often. I think I can hear like car engines. So I think I must be pretty close that's, to like, that's in the song road. as well. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, and so, yeah, I just like keep heading towards that. I mean, I, I'm screaming <laughs> for help too. Like right. any, anytime I could hear something, I'd be like, uh, you know, I, I saw like deer stands. I, I saw some shack that had a bunch of like, uh, Ted Nugent signs. Like okay. Ted Nugent for president. Time. Okay. So I was like, okay, maybe nobody's here now, but like people come through here. Yeah. Um, Ted Nugent's hunting shack. Right. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, eventually I do find like, um, not like a paved road, but like a road that like people would use maybe for construction or something. Yeah. Um, so I start taking that, I start like walking quite a bit and then I get, I don't know. Like, it's pretty obvious. I have no clue where I'm at and I don't know like what direction I should even be heading. And okay. it's getting, I think it was like 8 PM, maybe oh, like wow. almost 9 PM. Uh, <clears throat> so it's getting like starting to get pretty dark. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know where I'm at. Uh, I've been walking since 9 AM. So I've wow. walked like a few wow. miles. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> like, like I can, I can keep walking somewhere, but I don't know if I'll make it back to like where I need to go. And I don't know how long that's going to take. So I, I call 911. <laughs> oh, and wow. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't really want to be here. It's like, like it's yeah. Minnesota in early spring. So it gets pretty cold. Yeah. Absolutely. And I was like, I don't well, know no if shame I really want to be out here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I'm sure in the moment, uh, I'm sure in the moment there feels like there's a little bit of shame in that, but like there's, I mean, a little bit. Yeah. That would be terrifying. It yeah. was terrifying. And like, uh, I, you know, I had one bottle of clean water, drank that pretty quick, started drinking like a lot of river water and stuff just because I didn't want to have no water yeah. in me. Like I was pretty thirsty, but I was definitely like, uh, I don't know, not, uh, uh, not new, uh, Mel, what do you call it? I was not uh, dehydrated. I I don't know if I was dehydrated. I suppose if you're drinking dirty water, you can still get pretty. Just dehydrated. didn't feel your greatest. Oh, 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 you, feel so good. you feel like you were drinking like the water was not good that you were drinking. The water so maybe wasn't you were good, getting some and, sort of like food poisoning or something from that or yeah. And I had, I hadn't eaten anything that day. I had oh, like wow. no snacks because I, I thought this was gonna be like an hour or two hike, <laughs> you know, snap a couple picks and then be on my way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. Like so, eventually, um, search and rescue got me. Uh, it's a bunch of like volunteer, like park rangers that show up on their four wheelers. Wow. And uh, they take me oh, back. Man. They take me to a cop, like down the way. Um, and he's like kind of taking down my information and he's like, so he, he keeps asking me like, you're sure this is where you started. You're sure right. like, this is where your right. car is at. You're sure this is where you started. I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay, I'm going to show you where we're at, where, like where we found you. <laughs> and it's, it's like, I want to say it was like 16 miles oh away. My oh my <laughs> and it was, it was, it was well outside of the park. 
Oh, like I done wow. well so you're on probably somebody's like private hunting land or something at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And I mean, like bears aren't uncommon, right. you know, like yeah. dogs and stuff are not uncommon. So I don't know. It was just kind of oh wild. Goodness. I kind of couldn't believe it, but yeah, like it was pretty embarrassing. Like I tried not to tell anybody about it, but like friends would find out and they'd like give me crap about it and that sucked that's a <laughs> story though yeah. like you tried not oh, to tell anybody it was, about it, it and was, then you wrote a song about it <laughs> i was i was really scared i had no idea yeah. like what was gonna happen and Absolutely. i really didn't want to like get sick i mean there's yeah. no there's no shame in that like <laughs> honestly like yeah. you could start like especially like like you just get some of those state parks and stuff too like like you said it's so easy to see one of those like you know you start on the main trail and then you have a, an area where maybe some people have gone off the path a little bit for a better view. So maybe you follow that too, but then eventually because you're not on the actual trail anymore, you you end up just not on any trail. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you at that point, like you said, all you would know to do is like, there's the river or there's the lake or whatever, or there's the, the mountain. I'm going to walk in the other direction because you would think that you would eventually run into something. Yeah. Like you said, that's, I mean, that's what, (laughs) that's what I feel like I would do, but that's, that is wild, man. Yeah. Well, and talking to the, like the, the head park ranger guy and like to the cop, they're both saying like, you'd be surprised how often these sorts of things happen. Like it's not that uncommon, Uh, even for like, uh, like non idiots, you know, it's like, Oh yeah. Absolutely. People all the time. Yeah. And like, like when you, like, like when you think you're lost, like the human brain just naturally starts panicking, Mm -hmm. you know? And like that, that totally impairs your decision-making It's like next time something like that happens, like just follow the river down because like it's like a delta you know like the further up you go it's going to split splinter off more but if you head down you'll reach the lake which duh that makes a lot of sense (laughs) but Uh, you're not thinking about that in the moment (laughs) it didn't make sense it's like to my panicking brain i'm not thinking about that you know right so yeah i don't know but yeah it it inspired a cool song i guess and it kind of uh like writing that song definitely made me want to write more songs that were just stories you know Mm -hmm. kind of storytelling through song i kind of like that now so it's cool well evan don't go i i don't encourage you to go intentionally get yourself lost just for the sake of the song hit right if you if you hit a (laughs) if you hit a writer's block for for the next album and i just don't hear from you for a few days i'll assume (laughs) yeah i just no i have uh i pulled this up i I use all trails so definitely check that i mean it probably doesn't work on a flip phone but (laughs) definitely (laughs) definitely check that out but yeah i started like yeah i mean the first couple times we went out we just went in like tennis shoes and like whatever and then next thing i got all trails then i got a hiking backpack with a first aid kit because i mean you really don't ever know but the other thing i was going to say for anybody listening to this that got something out of that story and really wants to get freaked out check out the podcast park predators because this is about people that like went hiking and stuff and like then never came back because some crazy (laughs) dude was just out there in the woods ready to grab you so if if you ever get embarrassed that's comforting right no that's what i'm gonna say if you ever get embarrassed about calling 911 because you were lost go and listen to that podcast and be like if i didn't there might have been a guy who wanted to wear my face as a mask out there so it's a good thing that i did Hmm. (laughs) 
Plus, like, as you said, now that would have made for an even a a way different song. Yeah. Then you guys would have really been metal. If it was instead of I will not go, it was like (laughs) face as mad. (laughs) Weather just comes out with this just absolute hardcore album. What happened? Yeah. You guys give give Impending Doom a run for their money at that point. So. (laughs) Cut off my face where it has a. fat mask i don't know yeah there you go that's it hey uh, bonus track <laughs> bonus track everybody we're yeah, gonna tell everybody if remix you want, the, <laughs> you want the bonus track to the to the new weather uh, you have to listen to this podcast so uh, <laughs> awesome well since yeah. we're since we're already doing the story thing um we, we were you know we've been asking everybody um because we're all we're all missing live music very very much so that can count as one story yeah <laughs> but we're all missing live music very much so we so anybody that we come across who um, has been out on the road we have been asking them to share with us uh, a story from the road um, and you could pick it could be a funny one it could be self-deprecating it could be crazy it could be the time you opened for uh britney spears it could be whatever you want but dude if i am for britney spears i would not be on something. this <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> seriously <laughs> regale us with some tale of of the road so that we can all uh think about and dwell on the fact that we really just miss live music right now yeah 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 um ooh. okay okay I'll, I'll tell two stories one that's like really quick uh Sweet. one time we were in washington dc uh, and we wanted to go like check out the capitol so we park on the street real quick Alec hops out of the van, out of the van, does this with the keys, just sort of like, you know, tosses them up in the yeah. air for, you know, drops yeah, them. Do. They fall right down into the drain. No. Like literally within five <laughs> seconds of hopping out of the van, keys with his motorcycle key, van key, house keys, all that no. in the drain. Like in the, in in the, like the manhole in the drain. swamp. In, yep. Yep. They're oh. lost forever. Like it's the swamp, you know, they've probably been eaten alive by the, fleshing bacteria of politics so yeah we give them republicans and democrats are down there fighting over them (laughs) yeah so okay that's one that's one easy story for sure Um, no no you're not wait what did you do you that was it it was just they're gone there's no attempt yeah yeah i mean there's nothing we can do about those keys i think uh one of us had the one spare van key okay okay um and then after that we went and made five keys of the van because they're like that that could happen to anybody yeah Um, we definitely need to do that (laughs) and and we established a rule that uh anytime somebody loses their van key or like whatever with the van key they have to like buy a new van key and (laughs) they have to buy everyone like a case of beer or something or like a six (laughs) that's a great rule yeah it's good and it's great because it always comes to alec alec's always messing (laughs) stuff up with the keys so um yeah yeah so that was good it's a nice self-deprecating one um okay uh anytime evan we're definitely implementing that anytime anyone forgets or 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 loses something Okay, well that will be they owe pack of you beer. Will be, you will be buying me a lot of beer. At this oh, because I'm the one that forgot all my guitars in the basement of a venue and didn't realize it till I got Ooh. to the next. Day. I'm gonna I'm oh, gonna no. label that one as a team uh-huh. fail because uh-huh. we all uh, we all fail. load out together. We all load in together. You don't so. get to you don't get to put that on us. <laughs> That sounds horrible. That would that would suck. Yeah, it was. We, <laughs> it was, a, it was we covered it on another episode. So, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, okay, so there there've been like quite a bit of cool 
bad, scary stories. Okay. I'm trying to think of like what is the best one. Have you guys ever heard about uh, us flipping our van? Like, have you heard that no. saga at all? No. Okay. Okay. I'll I'll give you the <laughs> medium sized version, I guess. Um, See, so, yeah, we were. It was like end of January. We were playing in western or not, sorry, eastern South Dakota, little okay. town called Brookings. Um, we were playing at the Goss Opera House. Okay. And uh, this was like a haunted opera house so before oh. our set um we're getting one of the employees to like show us around right. show us around like the haunted area and she she takes us to like the opera house and stuff and up into like the the upper part of the opera house the caverns whatever like and where the fan like, of okay. the opera lives yeah exactly <laughs> and so she takes us in this room she's like okay so here's the story uh, a long time ago um this lady named ann she had a son and um like her son was not all the way there or something and like uh he like tied her into down in like her chair of her room and like lit the room on fire whoa and then went and like hung himself in the opera house um so we were in the room where he like burnt her alive and she's like showing us all the burn marks and stuff you know um and they're in that room there's like one chair and it's like really dark and we're just sort of like checking it out and i very lightly ever so lightly like nudge the chair and it just shatters like every single piece has been broken whoa right and so we're like oh that's weird and she's like oh wow <laughs> thanks a lot and so we're like oh, let's get out of here um so we do that we play the set i make a little note about like oh thanks to ann for showing us around nobody laughs i'm like that was funny like there's a ghost named ann and i just said we met her like fine whatever uh we hop in the van um we decide to drive to rapid city that night and rapid city has got to be like six to eight hours from there okay like from one end of south Dakota to the other so we're on 90 it's like three in the morning um it it's icy and there's like snow and stuff um and it's me and john in the front the other two are sleeping in the back and we're going like 30 miles an hour on on 90 uh you know just trying not to crash right right and then suddenly we feel like the the back tires yep starting to get a little big wiggly with it uh we we start like spinning and we hit the median of the road that's like full of snow and we like we roll onto our back and we slide for a little bit um now, did you so, have a trailer? No trailer. Just, okay, the, just okay. our big red van. Oh, thank God. And uh, so the windshield's cracked. Uh, <clears throat> we, like, you know, get out of the van. Um, we kind of, like, we, we're unable to turn off the van because we're, like, upside down. Oh, so yeah, we can yeah, just yeah. get away from it because we don't want it to, like, explode or something. So we right. walk away. You know, we call 911. Um, they call us a tow. And they like flip it back over. Yeah, and they drive us to like a, uh, a truck stop down the way. Um, and we asked the 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 tow guy, we're like, how screwed are we? Like, is this yeah. totally bad? And he's like, you'd be surprised. Like, give it a few hours, let all the fluids settle, and then just see if it'll start up. Um, so we wait a couple hours. We head out to the van. Um, we start taking everything out just to see what the damage is. See how much of our stuff has been like wrecked. And right. literally the only thing um, 
that was like totally messed up was Christian's base case was like cracked open, but the base itself was fine. Wow. And then like the the top of our roof was like crunched like a soda can. Right, and like right. the windshield was like pretty cracked. So, like, tube amps and stuff are are just fine. As far as we know, they're fine. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and, and like out of nowhere, these two big beautiful dogs show up, and they're the most like lovely things. Like as we're taking stuff out of our van, like, and we're we're feeling pretty good because our stuff's okay. And then these dogs show up, and they're giving us all these all this love. We have no idea where they came <laughs> from. It's kind of like this random thing. Uh, I always forget. I, I this is like an added detail. I would say like. Oh, we were driving down 90 and suddenly I see the ghost of Anne in the middle of the road. And then we flipped. That didn't happen, right. but it's like kind of, you know, it's all a thing. Um, <laughs> I was waiting for it. Yeah, right. I, I was like, oh, the, what was the point of me telling them all that stuff? <laughs> Not to bring it back. Um, but yeah, like we get on the road, uh, we get to Rapid City, uh, we play the show, one of the best shows we've ever had. Um, of course. You know, of course. a lot of people, a bunch of people yeah. that like loved our music uh and i'm trying to remember if there are any other details really oh oh well we drove that van for more than a year after that we went to both coasts with that wow. van oh um, the van like we fixed flipped. the windshield but right yeah but that we flipped yeah this like you know early 90s converter van wow. so just like kind of this amazing thing it's like Jeez. yeah if we can do that we can do anything like right. it was this amazing like <laughs> diy touring moment for us right oh my goodness yeah yeah it's kind of cool too that you you actually like part of your journey to the next venue was you sliding always on the top of the van (laughs) like yeah we drove most of the way here but for a little bit we you know we just flipped it 180 and just decided to slide on the ice for a little yeah (laughs) ice skate the Uh, top of the van that's great man oh man yeah that is we've had some some pretty good both (laughs) stories that we've told and stories that other people have told some pretty good uh uh, van you know stories as i think most bands who have been on the road for any length of time usually do but yeah that one might be the best you flipped your van and then <laughs> drove it again within 24 hours that's pretty crazy yeah. pretty wild pretty wild that is yeah. that is awesome <laughs> yeah. all right well cool. hey so if there is anybody who is interested in um, finding out more about you guys or uh what you're up to during these pandemic times where none of us are really up to much better on the internet a lot uh where would you direct such a person um if you want to know about like our day-to-day stuff you can hit up our social media it's at weathered mn um for our music it's on all streaming platforms you can visit weatheredband.com um for all the links and you know links to our merch and records streaming social media all that stuff weatheredband.com um yeah uh we're thinking about starting a patreon uh in in lieu of like not being able to tour and like kind of toying around with the idea of not touring much at all in within the next year you know just like knowing that that's probably more or less a thing like yeah so i don't know keep an eye out for that if that's something you're interested in yeah. like some exclusive stuff uh you know we'll, we'll yeah. make sure to post all the the links and stuff down down below so you guys can uh for those of you listening or if you're watching on if you're watching on youtube you'll be able to just go below the video and find the links to their their socials and and whatnot to be able to find all that um if if you're wondering thank you Yes, and you guys have some rad yeah, merch too. So, 
Thanks. Everybody needs to check check out Absolutely. check out the merch. So thank you. Um, thank you very much. Awesome. Well, Justin, thank you so much for being on with us today. Uh, we really really appreciate it. And uh, and yeah, if you are a person who is interested in having any of your chairs shattered or your vans flipped or uh, uh, getting lost in the woods, uh, these are some people that you should attach yourself to. So, <laughs> I'm your guy. or I'm if your you guy, just baby. if you just want some some good new music to yeah. listen to, <laughs> that too. That's, that's it. also a thing. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. Of course. Of course, man. All right. It's good to get to hang out. <laughs> Likewise. All right. Well, stay safe and we will talk to you soon. Peace. Thank you for listening to the American Arson Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to leave a positive comment or review. Connect with us online through Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or Twitter, and check out AmericanArson.com for music, merch, and upcoming tour dates. We'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, stay inspired, stay positive, and keep creating.